0: i I love songs that I've never heard before. <laughs> well, take your bibles and and turn with me to Joshua, and it uh, looks like we'll be eating early, which uh Tammy's like, yeah okay, either that or that's a look there of I don't believe you, but um no anyway, Joshua chapter five <clears throat> we'll be looking at. The Hebrews 11 verse 30 verse by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled seven days but uh, we kind of have to have to look at the context for that and um, again I really enjoy studying these these narratives right it it's just such a, a powerful thing and maybe it's because my faith is maturing right maybe it's because I'm growing and I'm understanding what, what God was trying to tell me. Back when I was this tall, right? And, and that's what faith does, right? We, 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 we grow. We learn. The Holy Spirit matures us uh, as we sit underneath teaching. And all of a sudden it's like, bang, there he is. There's God. There's Christ. There's, there's what, what, what he's been trying to tell me um, for today, for, the, for this week. And uh, I don't know. It gets me excited. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, just as we, we open your word, Lord, it is your word. It is your truth. Lord, it's for our lives. Lord, I pray that we're very sensitive to what it is that you're saying to us this morning. Lord, I pray that you would guide, guide me in and through the things that you, you've laid on my heart for this morning. I pray that this isn't just a story. Lord, I pray that this isn't just uh, a memory, Lord, of, of days um, past. Lord, I pray that we, we do remember we remember when we first heard these truths. We remember who taught us. Lord, we, we, we understand those things are very important. But Lord, you've given us this truth for today. And I pray that you would allow the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts. And uh, some of it may make us uncomfortable. Some of us, it will be a reassurance, Lord. And that's how this works. So I just pray that you would be very near and, and you would send us through the doors this afternoon. Challenged. Changed. Lord, and charged for what you have before us. just pray these things in your precious name. Amen. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. And as I I sat in in the cool of my office by the time I got there, I should mention that Edward and I put 170 bundles of shingles at NBBI this week. Uh, in the heat. So you can imagine the, the, the reprieve of the shade. Me kept saying all week, I just want to be in my office. I just want to be in my office. That's, <laughs> I just want to be in my office. So by, by Friday I was able to, to sit down and, and I'd had my outline, but just to sit and get quiet. and um, Some of those thoughts that come, I asked the question, how, how do we approach the story of Jericho and when the walls came tumbling down? Just think for a second. What, what is something, we read it briefly this morning, kind of the, the little um, precursor for it. What, what comes to mind when you think about that? Because you know, there's a lot of biblical truths found in that. And, and for me, as you're thinking through that, for me it was just separating it from the story part right for, for separating it from something that, that you feel comfortable with, oh yeah, I know that story and moving on to something that 's next right and as i I began thinking about that i 'm very guilty with that when it comes to a lot of our old testament Sunday school stories um, how How do we approach the story of Jericho and how the walls came tumbling down? Is it a a vague memory from sunday school I, I picture uh, the ladies from the Presbyterian Church, and not just the Presbyterians, but the flannel graphs coming out, and then I can still see Joshua with the black and the beard and the robes, and and the Jericho Mountain. That's kind of you know, I, I can still see that. But is that just when you think about this narrative? Is it just a vague memory from Sunday school, right? Or a familiar song that we used to sing as children, right? I may never march in the the infantry. Um, the walls, there's a new camp song, came tumbling down and down and down, those that are involved with camp, right? Um, is it just a, a memory from Sunday school? Is it a song from camp? I, I began thinking back through, through my childhood, and I'm a, an adventurous boy, so I, I remember picturing myself as, as Joshua, you know, entering the promised land with God's people. You've got a, a million people that, that have just come out of the wilderness. You're crossing the Jordan. The war that was ahead of you. Right? You picture the, the men of valor all, all in, in ranks according to tribes. You picture the giants found in this book of Joshua. Right, The giants that are there, the mighty acts of God, the conquest. This is an exciting time for God's people. Right? That's all contained in the pages of Joshua. But then I, I began to slow myself down. I began thinking through maybe Maybe you never reached that place of understanding the book of Joshua. or Maybe you never reached that place of, of understanding that, that excitement. Maybe the stories, and again I've already explained why. I don't like the story. Maybe the, the stories or the narratives found in the book of Joshua. As you flip through the pages, you've got Rahab. You've got the people uh, of God crossing the Jordan. You've got the trickery of the Gibeonites as they come in there with tattered robes and, and moldy bread and they deceive the people. You've got Joshua asking God to make the sun stand still so that he could finish the battle. Right? That's, that's Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, Caleb fighting giants as an older man. The setting up of the tabernacle in the promised land in chapter 18. Or the famous challenge to God's people. Found in Joshua, chapter twenty-four, where he, he challenges the people there about, um, "Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord." Maybe, maybe these stories for you just remained stories, nice, nice things that the the lady with with gray hair taught you, shared with you on final graphs. Maybe your mind, as you read these stories even today, maybe, maybe your mind takes control as you read these pages of Scripture where faith is supposed to take over and allow God to speak to you. Right? Maybe, maybe it's, it becomes an intellect thing and it remains story story where, where faith is supposed to take over and allow God to speak to you. And that's when these words from God become a thing of familiar knowledge. It's almost, it becomes something of trivia, right? They're your first person to to raise your hand. And I really feel there that there are many people in evangelical Christianity that fall in that place. We miss God's truth about God's person. We miss the expectations of a holy God to be seen in your life as we read through the pages of Joshua It was by faith that the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for 7 days It was by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after God's people responded in obedience to what God had instructed God had spoken right God had spoken God had told them, God had given them words that held an expectation from them for them to follow. And perhaps that's what's missing today as we approach Scripture, as we approach these narratives of the Old Testament. Maybe today when you read through these chapters of Joshua, maybe you find it hard to read. Right and 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 I'm not I'm not speaking to okay reading itself is hard but maybe maybe it, it's a laborious thing for you as you read it maybe you find them hard to understand which really is a shame because children have been understanding these truths for centuries they're written in a way that anyone who is seeking God can see God but perhaps that's missing from our, our practice of opening the Word, the, the, the faith part of it. It was by faith the walls of Jericho fell down. Perhaps what's missing is a desperation to see God. Right? As we open the pages of Scripture to see see God's person, see Him for who He is. Perhaps what's missing as we read through these narratives is, is looking for a word from God. Looking at what He has to say to us for our faith right and and from that there is 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 what developed a a point for this morning perhaps what is missing as we open the pages of scripture today is a dependency on the words of God for me I made a little note you cannot approach these narratives you cannot approach scripture with a I know attitude right because we don't know we don't know anything besides what God tells us. I mean, these things, these, these scriptures, these truths are for life. And that's what gripped me this, this, this week, was the unmoving fact that faith is built on truth. Right? Faith is built on truth. You can learn other things. You can, you can go to university and college and, and learn trades, and you can do all that. But faith is built on truth, the Word of God. It's not what you think it's not what you know, right? It's not what you, your parents knew. Quite often you hear that when you're like, okay, do you go to church? Well, yeah, I, just, I grew up in the church and my parents... It's not what your parents knew. Faith is built on truth, the Word of God. It was by faith the walls of Jericho fell down, and it was because of the words of God that the people encircled that city for seven days. For seven days. What a crucial thing to be reminded of as the early church received these words. Right? Hebrews is written to the early church. What a crucial thing for the early church to be reminded of. The church today to be challenged with. Right? Where, where is our faith? God has given us commands. Are, 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 we, are we basing our faith on the truth? God's Word, is it being seen in our responses? It's a challenge to the church of today. And it's something that our children and our grandchildren need to hear. Right? I was expecting, no, I'll retract that, I was preparing to have children and young families in this, in this sanctuary. Right? Our children need to hear that faith is built on truth, the Word of God. Right, they, amen. Yeah, they do not teach faith in school. Right, they do not teach faith in school. In fact, the very idea or the premise of faith, which is the only thing that pleases God. Right, without faith, is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Right, without without faith, you cannot please God. And these these schools, um, the world has has, has removed that. Faith for our children is opposed. It's attacked and contradicted in Satan's attempt to eliminate faith from the next generation. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. So basically, all that in a nutshell, we need to understand our generations, the church, the community, we need to understand that faith is built on truth. And if there is one take-home point for this morning, it will be this. Faith is believing and trusting the words of God. Right? We can send ourselves into a tailspin in a hurry when we begin questioning or we begin relying on our own thoughts and what we think we know and we do not find ourselves returning to truth. Faith is believing and trusting the words of God. Of God. And let us open our hearts this morning to the faith that is recognized by Joshua in the situation that he has found himself in. Let's open our hearts this morning to the, to the reason, the reason that God has the writer of Hebrews use this narrative to inspire the Christians. right? Christians facing all the different um, things that went with the early church, the, 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 the growth, the, the groaning, the, the, the persecution that went hand in hand with it. The he, writer of Hebrews uses it to inspire the Christians, believers, members of the church to move forward with the gospel of Christ and not to draw back to perdition. right? Hebrews 10.39 Not to shrink back to destruction. It's faith. Faith is believing and trusting the words of God. The early church knew that God is good, right? I was thinking here and there, right? And he knew when life is unfair, God is good. When life is scary, God is good. When life changes, God is good. When life is sad, God is good. When life is good, God is good. The early church knew that. The early church knew that the Holy Spirit was very present in their midst, right? You think of, of, of as the, the apostles were, were, were teaching at this point Uh, Most of them were martyred, but the the people, the disciples afterwards, the gifts and the spirits moving, they knew the Holy Spirit was moving in their midst. The early church knew that they were called to take the gospel of Christ to the nations. Cities like Jericho. Walled cities like Jericho that, that had no interest in the things of God. And this could only be done through faith. And if faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and we know that faith's foundation is truth. It's built on truth. It's built on the the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The Word of God that does not change. The Word of God that's without error the Word of God, because it's God-breathed, because it's inspired, because it's, it's enlightened by the Holy Spirit, and through those who have placed their faith in Christ, it becomes living and powerful, right? It, it, because we know that, then we can come to the conclusion from reading Scripture that faith is believing and trusting the words of God. That's what it's, it's built on. And that the early church with that acknowledgement of faith, had no reason to draw back. The early church, with that, that understanding of faith, believing, and trusting God's Word, had, had no, no reason to shrink. Had no reason to, to hesitate or doubt to what God had called them to do. And that was to go forth. Right? That was to go forth. God had had said this is who He is. I I trust Him. I believe Him. He's commanding me to go forth. And that's what faith does. It leads you you forth. To be comfortable and complacent as a church, as a believer, as a Christian shows that you have no faith. Shows that you have no faith because the Word of God tells us there that faith will move us. Faith will be seen. So Joshua chapter 5. And we'll be looking at verse 13 to 15 this morning is where we see the emphasis is not really on the walls falling, but on the words of God that they would fall. And that's something that really climbed out of my quiet moments with God there this week. The emphasis not on the walls falling, but on the words of God that they would fall. Joshua chapter 5 verse 13 says this. And it came to pass. When Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked and behold a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand and Joshua went to him and said to him this would be a response that I would or a question that I would ask <laughs> charging ahead are you for us or for our adversaries so he said No, but as a commander of the army of the Lord I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What? What? What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot. For the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Let me come back up to, to verse 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked. What do you suppose Joshua was doing at this point? Eyes were down. He's out by Jericho, whether that was the region he was he he was obviously within eyesight of this city. What do you suppose Joshua was doing at this point? He just brought the children of Israel over the Jordan. Chapter Chapter four has just told us there that he just set up home base in Gilgal. He just finished um, circumcising the nation of Israel—the um, real importance there on identifying with God. They were going into the Canaan, right? They were going into pagan um, cultures. They needed to identify with God. We could probably do do well to spend some time thinking on how the Christians are to be separates from the world, identifying with God, identifying with what God is is doing. Joshua is is face-to-face face with his first hostile city in the Promised Land. The first first obstruction, the first thing that, 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 that they come across, and it's Jericho. You do some research and, and and some of the scholars, they're telling me that the walls were thirty-two feet high. Right? They, it was set up on a hill. Right? It was something there that there was a very obvious uh, obstruction, obvious uh, speed bump. It was an obvious there. You could not miss it. And I can only picture as Joshua is out by Jericho looking at this city. He's thinking, how are we going to attack this city? When we attack it, it's going to be strenuous. People are going to die. Right? It, 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 all these things would be rolling through his His mind. A lot of frightening, frightening things. When I think of having studied Israel's commands for war, I found myself in Deuteronomy chapter 20. Joshua had his, had his orders as he went into the promised land for the, the, the different cities that were, that were in their way, that, that were rejecting God, that were, were going to be eliminated Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 16 says, But of the cities of these people which the Lord your God gives you as an inheritance, you shall let nothing that breathes remain alive. This is a command. But you shall utterly destroy them, the Hittite and the Amorite and the Canaanite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite, just as the Lord your God has commanded you. Why? Why did these cities need to be eliminated? Verse 18, lest they teach you to do according to all their abominations which they have done for their, go- their gods and you sin against the Lord your God. That is the reason why God commanded that. Joshua had his orders as he's standing out by Jericho. Eyes down, he, he, he's pondering. God's people are, are separating themselves from what the world considered, pardon me, let me start that over, God's commands were for His people to separate themselves from what the world considers acceptable, right? The idols of their gods. Um, We don't need to go very in depth to know some of the perversities and the different things that were going on in that land at that time. But the, the thing that climbs out of that thought found in those verses is, is the God's people were separating themselves from the world and what they considered acceptable. Conversation this week, they're trying to explain to somebody that morality is not spirituality. right? Good people still need to recognize that they're sinners. They still need to recognize that Christ died for them. They still need to repent of their sin and place their faith in Christ In turn from who they once were and and step into that new life as a new creation. Morality is not spirituality. Joshua had his orders. Joshua had his commands. Joshua chapter 2 tells us that he'd already sent two spies into the land. Verse 1 explains to us the orders were to go and view the land, especially Jericho. Especially Jericho. It's kind of Put a little blurb in there. There's nothing wrong with being aware and understanding a little bit about where God is sending you, is there? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with with, with with going and being aware. Just a little bit about where God is sending you. And I really feel, as we come back to Joshua 5.13, I really feel we find ourselves looking upon Joshua, who's by Jericho, within the view of the walls of the city with his head bowed, lowered in a place where, where he lifted his eyes and looked and behold a, a man who really feel that Joshua was reviewing some facts. Joshua was, was working through in his heart some facts. He was reviewing some facts. We have our commands. Right? We have our orders. This is the land God promised to us These people have rejected God, and God has passed judgment on them. Right? We have our commands. God has has passed judgment. When I think of the spies going in, we have our commands. We know what the city looks like. We know the sin that's taking place within that city. Prostitution, right? Rahab. Harlotry. That's just a reflection of, of some of the things that were going on in the city. So we, we know our commands, and we know what is taking place in the city. But I also picture this man of God with his, his head bowed in the place where he had to lift his eyes and look to, and behold the man. I also picture this man of God, a chosen leader of God's pe- people, which is an important calling. Right, which is a, a, a very, very intense, burdensome calling. I picture this man of God with a, his head bowed in prayer, waiting for a word from God. Right, waiting for a word from God. If, he was to, if Joshua was to take a step of faith, it would be with the assurance that God had spoken. Right before he even considered moving, he's waiting for a word for God. If he was to take a step by faith, it would be with the assurance that God had spoken. Faith is believing and trusting in God's word. Faith is, is, is waiting for a word from God. Can't help but think that's how men are supposed to lead. Heads bowed in prayer in the Word of God, waiting for a Word of God. That's to be seen in church. Right? That's how men are supposed to be leading in churches. That's how men lead in marriages. That's how, how men lead in the family. It's by the Word of God. Joshua's head bowed, waiting for a Word of God. I see Joshua seeking a word from God for his faith to be strengthened, for what needed to take place next. It can only happen, you know, he's looking at this city, the 32-foot walls, um, I don't know how many people would have been in that city there. Israel is definitely not in a place um, for a war quite yet, and, and he's going there. How is this going to take place? Lord, I need a word from you before I take that step of faith, for his faith. I'm going to use a little sarcasm here. I just don't want it to be, to be mixed up here. Alright, a little sarcasm. Faithful believers don't run into the fray of life without consulting the words of God, do they? Faithful believers wouldn't do that. Faithful believers don't rush decisions prior to waiting on God to speak, do they? Faithful believers... Don't, and then I'm picturing a husband and wife, don't spend time alone with God. Spend time together in prayer before they make that decision. Right? That, that, that unknown, seeking a word from God. They don't do that, do they? <laughs> of course they do. Right? People, we for some reason we miss that step today. For some reason we've got lax to words. That today I wrote there, of course we do, which is why so many lives are visible train wrecks. Right? We, we, we skip the most important step. Faith is believing and trusting the words of God and that doesn't fit into our equation. Today our definition of faith has changed so much from generation to generation that even the consideration of opening the Word of God in the face of decision, in the face of challenge, or future direction, just like Joshua, is forgotten or deemed unnecessary. This book remains closed when it needs to be opening, shedding the light on on what God is placing before us next. Joshua is waiting on a word from God. Did Joshua have faith in God? (laughs) Of course this man had faith in God. But his faith... Always, and, and, and I've read through and I've studying. and I've taken my time, his faith was always based on the words of God. That's what Joshua based his faith on. Did Joshua have faith in God? This was the guy who went toe-to-toe with the Amalekites when Moses held his arms up. You remember that narrative, right? Joshua was the one right out, right out of Egypt. He didn't know how to fight in warfare, and yet they stepped forward and did that. This man had faith. God said, go do this. Did Joshua have faith? This was the guy that returned from spying the promised land. And then we see Joshua standing shoulder to shoulder with Caleb before a million rebellious, faithless people using God's words. Do we remember? Let's turn there. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 14. Same Joshua. Same faith being seen. Faith. Believing and trusting God's words. Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 7. No, that's not it. I'm hoping it's 24. No, that's not it either. Okay, well, we remember the narrative. I got it written here. So anyway, um, Deuteronomy chapter whatever it was, I'll find it later. The land that we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then He will bring us into this land and give it to us. Right? That's what He's telling these people who are saying, "Let's get another leader and go back to Egypt." Right there, let's let's forget about Moses. Forget about what God has done for us. Let's go back. Right? He will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed for them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. This is Joshua's faith. Faith on what? Faith on what God had told them as a nation. That does not move. Faith is believing and trusting in God's words one more did Joshua have faith this was the guy who watched followed and observed Moses and his faith in God as Moses time and time again went to God right went to God for a word from God how many times did Moses climb the mountain for a word from God when the people were, were standing at Mount Sinai, or, or, or go to the, the tabernacle for a word from God, for his faith in God? Joshua was watching. Joshua' observing, right? Faith is believing and trusting in the word of God, the words of God. Joshua looking at Jericho with really big walls, <laughs> needed a Word from God. Not just for the directions of how. Right? The Word of God is not a recipe. right? The Word of God is not to be approached. It is a compass setting. It, it points us. It points our hearts. It gives us a direction to who God is. To who God is and who He needs to be for situations such as this. Joshua doesn't, doesn't look for a direction of how, but he's looking for the direction for his faith. And you think the children of Israel, children of Israel, God's people, would need a word from God for when they're facing this impossible task, not for the siege of walls, but for their faith to keep marching around, to keep obeying, right? They would need that word from God. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down and they were encircled for seven days. Joshua needed a a word from God and who shows up? And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked. And behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? My Bible capitalizes man, right? capitalizes man, and rightly so, because the man we read about here, there is the Son of God, right, it's the Son of God, the eternal Word, if you come with me to chapter 6 verse 2, and the Lord said to Joshua, that tells us that it's Jehovah, right, this is God speaking it identifies Him as Jehovah. Systematic theology helps us understand this as a, a Christophany or our pre-incarnate Christ standing here with the, the sword drawn. And you can picture Joshua waiting for a word from God and, and, and what does he get? He's the Son of God. Right? Just as Christ appeared to Abraham as a traveler, think back with me to Genesis, Abraham as a traveler and Sarah laughed. just as um, Jacob wrestled with God, right? And he had his hip uh, dislocated. Just as the fourth man was walking about in the fiery furnace, so the Son of God appears before Joshua, right? His glory veiled in flesh, a soldier with the sword drawn, and, and, and there's that picture of promised victory, right? Pre-incarnate Christ is standing there, right? And, and, and you imagine Joshua waiting for a word from God, and he sees... A man, sword drawn, promised victory. Does he understand who it is right away? But no, it doesn't take long, does it? By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. Faith is believing and trusting the words of God. Joshua was looking for a word, and obviously that, that was really important to me. He was met, he met faith, Christ face to face. And isn't that what faith does? Isn't that what faith does? It brings us face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ who fights our battles for us. Right? I'm not talking about all all physical ones. God does lead us through as His will is performed in our lives as we surrender to it there, but the spiritual battles... That's what really, really started grasping me and, and reaching me. God doesn't expect us to fight our battles on our own. Does he? No. God doesn't expect us to fight our battles on our own. That's what the world does. Right? The world tells us that we need to be independent. You can make it. Um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I mean, that mentality, right? We don't need help. We can do it, right? God doesn't expect us to fight our own battles, nor does He want us to. God will give us, as His children, what we need. Because He already has. Right? If we've placed our faith in Christ, we have Him residing within us. Right? And you think of, of all those struggles with darkness, right? and those heavy weights, and those heavy burdens. They're very real. I mean, we're human. We're We're, human, right? we're flesh. Right? We, we have sin with Satan's whispers. We have all that working for us. But God has given us what we need. He's given us the privilege as a child of God. And we have Himself within us to lead us through those dark times. Lead us through those struggles, whether that's physical, whether that's emotional, whether that's mental. We have what we need. We have God in here. And we have God's person declared in here. And you pair those two things up and we have what we need. God doesn't expect us to fight these battles on our own. Faith is believing and trusting in the words of God. What does that, or pardon me, what does a man who is seeking God, we're back to Joshua, facing this daunting task that's before him, what does a man who's seeking God do? When God intervenes. When God makes His presence known. When He begins to speak. Joshua asked the question, are you for us or for our adversaries? And what does God, what does the Son of God, what does the pre-incarnate Christ say in return? So he said, no. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And what does the man do who is seeking a word from God for his faith? for for the task that's ahead, for all the things that I'm sure it was going through his mind at this time, and Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped. Instant response. You read it all through scripture. My. <laughs> oh. He fell on his face and worshiped. He falls on his face and ask the question that every believer's faith must be rooted and grounded on. What does my Lord say to His servant? I need a word. Right? You, you showed up. You're here. I see you. What does the Lord have to say to His servant? Our faith has to be grounded on that. Faith is believing and trusting the words of God. And much more could be said. <laughs> we could probably spend another another couple hours just in this, this narrative here. The walls, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. Just kept thinking out there on the roof um, with Edward. It's almost like the walls of Jericho were just details in God's plan. Almost like just wall it's important details, I'm not negating that, but it's almost just like they were details in God's plan. The marching, the procession, the men of war, you read through the rest of chapter 6, the Ark of the Covenant, right? God's presence going before the priests, the trumpets, the shouting. They're all simply details that, that God put in there for various reasons. But it was by faith and the words of God that those walls fell. The summary of Joshua chapter 6, and I was trying to, 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 to bring some, some insight or, or some, some grasping towards why the writer of Hebrews uses this, this narrative in Hebrews 11.30. Why was he telling this to the early church facing what they were facing? The focus of the writer of Hebrews was giving the early church was this. In the face of the spiritually lost, the perverse, the twisted culture and society that he lived in in A.D. 60 to A.D. 69, like just the mess that was in, the early church needed to have faith in the words of God to lead them through. Right, lead them through that mess. Lead them through the, the, the polling right there and the, the, the infiltration as it made its way into the church. They needed to have faith in the words of God to lead them through that. In the face of a world rejecting God and His grace and His gift of salvation and the new life in Him. They needed to have faith in God's plan. You think of the politics now what it was like there when those empires and nations and, and, and the persecution of the Christians and all the different things that were going on. right? They needed to have faith in God's plan and allow the Word of God to lead them forward because the commission didn't stop. Right? The commission didn't stop from the, Christ, the Christians just because things were, 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 were in, in a poor state of affairs. Right? They needed to trust the, the Word of God, God's plan, and they would lead them forward in the commission. And thirdly, in the face of persecution that the people faced for Christ, the early church, they needed to have faith in God's eternal promise of His presence. Right? Eternal promise of His presence which reminds us not to shrink back. Not to turn or draw back to destruction, but to move forward towards our eternal home. Right? You know what? God has said this is, this is His command. We're to obey. Um, our, our faith is believing and trusting in His Word there. We're going to continue to move forward. This is not our home. It's temporal. So in close, what is faith? By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. What is faith? Faith is believing and trusting in the words of God. What is the writer saying to the churches? Why does he include this in the the faith chapter? Read God's Word and believe what it says. It's that simple. But anybody that reads out and about there about what's going on in the world today, this is being challenged. Christians, professing Christians, are, are faltering in their doctrines. They're faltering in their faith. They're going, well, maybe God didn't mean, or maybe, this, maybe He's not here, or, or maybe I'm not really saved. Well, the Word of God says that if you place your faith in Christ, you're saved. right? It, it, it's, it, it's, it's not something to question. That's where your faith takes over. Faith is believing and trusting the words of God. Read God's Word. Believe what it says. The walls of Jericho are going to fall because God has already declared it. He'd already told Joshua that they were going to fall. The walls of Jericho are going to fall because God had already declared it. Your task is believing it and obeying what God has told you to do. Right? Sounds simple, but it's not. And that's where faith can stand. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. Lord, we thank You for these moments You've given us. We thank You for, for just You speaking right to where I'm going to say many of us are today. Lord, we're all facing Jerichos. We're all facing things in our lives that we know You've called us to. Lord, I pray that, I pray that we're taking the time Lord, our, our heads are, are bowed. Lord, our eyes are, are, are lowered in reverence to you and we're waiting for that word. I pray that we're seeking. Lord, I pray that when you show up, we're ready. I do pray for our Jerichos. I pray for, for the situations, the environments. I pray for all those people that are within those walls um, out in the world. We're using metaphor here. Lord, the people that are in our lives that don't know you, that are falling, Lord, scrounging through this life. Lord, there's desperation, there's darkness. And Lord, we hold the truth. We hold their salvation, Lord, in the verses of Scripture you've given us. Give us opportunities. Give us open doors. Give us the boldness that's needed, Lord, and help us to just... Step through them for your kingdom. Help us to rely on each other, Lord, as a church family, for these opportunities. We're not expected to do it all alone. We're not expected to, to journey this temporal life all alone, Lord. You've given us a church. I just pray that you would strengthen this body and that uh, you would use us in great ways. And we just give these things to you in your precious name. Amen.